You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Open not your mouth is the title of this devotion. Uh, Of course, that is a statement from the Lord Jesus Christ in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 7. It says, He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. It takes actually phenomenal spiritual power to keep your mouth shut. To be provoked to speak is a phenomenal temptation. To be able to hold that back and to not respond by the spirit, uh, to the spirit that is provoking you can be incredibly difficult to do. And Jesus spent his time in Gethsemane praying for three hours to be so empowered by the, the eternal spirit of his Godhead with the Father, to be able to do what the scripture says, and he opened not his mouth. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 26, verse 59. Okay, Matthew 26, here we are, verse 59. Now the chief priests and the elders and all the council sought false testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at last, two false witnesses came forward and said, This fellow said, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said to him, Do you answer nothing? What is, uh, what is it these men testify against you? You see, they were trying to provoke him. But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus said to him, It is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and the coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have of witnesses? Look now, you have heard his blasphemies. What do you think? And the answer then said, He is deserving of death, and sped on his face and beat him, and others struck him with their palms of their hands. Wow. Wow. Jesus spoke only what the Father had taught him to say. What a phenomenal power to live in. You see, so many times, friends, we struggle in many ways in our lives, but the area where most of us will find it the hardest to have victory is over our own lips. Because often the answer that you're looking for in your own life is on the own nose. 
words, whatever comes out of your mouth will determine so much of what you live. My brethren, James said in chapter 3, verse 1, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. Indeed, we put a bit in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member that boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. A tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. For even for every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed, and has been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives and grapes, bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in meekness of wisdom. And if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthy, earthly, sensual, and even demonic. For we, where there's envy and self-seeking, confusion, and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first of all pure, peace-loving, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And what he is showing us here that the way we can gain control over our tongue is by gaining control of our whole nature and bringing it in submission to God's heavenly nature. That as we live out of our communion with him, it will be seen in how we talk. You cannot say that you are a true Christian and have not changed that the way you speak. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, when you believe with your mouth, excuse me, when you believe with your heart that Jesus was raised with the, from the dead, then you will, with your mouth, begin to confess that He is Lord. And you will know what salvation means. You see, salvation is something that comes up from your own heart, where with your mouth you begin to proclaim, Jesus is Lord of my mouth. You see, He's Lord of my ears, my eyes. He's Lord of my heart. He's Lord of my whole being. And that is salvation. We need to let our tongue be saved as much as anything else in our lives. And we need to learn how to sometimes really keep our mouth shut. I mean, if, if you 
speak something. They even say it in the United States when they arrest you. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used in the court of law against you. You have the right to an attorney, a lawyer, and so forth. They read your rights. In other words, you have the right to say nothing. So don't say anything unless you want to be held accountable for. Jesus says that. He says, we will be held accountable for everything we say. In Psalm 38 verse 13, David said, But I, like a deaf man, do not hear, and I am like a mute who does not open his mouth. Thus, I am like a man who does not hear, and in whose mouth is no response. For in you, O Lord, I hope you will hear, O Lord my God. For I said, hear me, lest they rejoice over me, lest when they f my foot slips, they exalt themselves against me. For I am ready to fall, and my sorrow is continually before me. For I will declare mine iniquity, and I will be in anguish over my sin. But my enemies are vigorous, and they are strong, and those who hate me wrongfully have multiplied, and those who render evil for good, they are my adversaries, because I follow what is good. Do not forsake me, O Lord. O my God, do not be far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. I said, I will guard my ways, lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle. While the wicked are before me, I was mute with silence. I held my peace even from good, and my sorrow was stirred up, and my heart was hot within me. While I musing, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue, and I said, Lord, make me to know my end and what the measure of my days are, that I may know how frail I am, and so forth. And, and if you read these ways of thinking, then you can see the nature that God is looking for in you and me that gives us the power to keep our mouth shut, you know, to open not our mouth. There's a nature. What is that nature? It's a nature of total surrender and submission and dependence on God. It's a nature that takes responsibility for your own action that doesn't excuse yourself by accusing somebody else. It's a nature that humbles itself and says, Lord, deal with me, perfect me, transform me, enable me, empower me to be like you. It's a nature that is yielded to God. That is the power by which we can keep our mouth and keep our lips lest we sin against the Lord. I love that what he says. I said, I will guard my ways, lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle. I will restrain my mouth. I will set a guard over my mouth. I'm not going to speak here in this situation. I'm going to wait on God. You know, friends, sometimes you really have to be still and know that the Lord, He is God, and that He will be exalted. Psalm 46, 10. I pray that you learn how to keep still. Because often, you know, when there is some strife or some hardship, we can add so much fuel to the fire when we open our mouth and we can also learn how to just bring calmness and peace by being calm and being peaceful and being still. 
Let the Holy Spirit give you greater power over your mouth in these coming days. And let the words of your mouth be well pleasing to God and the thoughts of your heart. David said that in Psalm 19, Lord, please search me. And if there's any wicked way, lead me in the way of your righteousness. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O God. Amen. Have a good day.